Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for those Walt Disney World planning tips and tricks. If you're new around here, I am your host, Danielle, and thanks so very much for listening. This is part of my mini series with tips about visiting the four Walt Disney World theme parks and how to rope drop them. And this is episode 127, Rope Dropping Hollywood Studios. Hey, hey, friends. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope it is going well. And we're going to jump right in today because Hollywood Studios is probably the park where I think rope dropping is the most crucial, Um, especially if you're trying to, you know, budget a little bit, maybe not do Genie Plus, then this is a park where that rope dropping can really, really pay off. If this is your first episode, in this little series you're listening to, just to clarify, rope dropping is basically getting to the park as soon as it opens, being on the rope that they release to let the first people into the park. And I've got specific tips for you all about Hollywood Studios. Okay, so before we can rope drop and get into the park, we need to do a little bit of that precursor work, and that's getting there. So if you are staying on Disney property, you basically have three options. You can take take a bus from most resorts and buses are labeled as running 60 to 90 minutes prior to park opening. And that includes that early entry time. So if you're staying on Disney property, you get in 30 minutes every day earlier to every park, 30 minutes earlier than the listed opening time. So Hollywood Studios, let's say it's opening at nine. That means resort guests can get in at 830. And therefore, the buses would have started running probably about 7 a.m. So nice and early if you want to go line up start getting yourself on a bus another option is driving if you have a car um, you get to park for free at the theme parks if you are staying at a Disney hotel now I will tell you this has been a couple years ago but my experience with driving to Hollywood Studios is that they do not let people in the parking lot um, super duper early maybe like an hour-ish before the park opens. Don't quote me on that. But the issue we ran into is we were trying to pull in and it's kind of a one-way shot once you, you know, exit and say you want to go to Hollywood Studios and they were literally making people like loop around. You couldn't wait there. I don't know if that's something they still do at the Disney parks because we tend to just take Disney transportation. But just know that if you're trying to get there crazy early, you may or may not be able to just wait at those little, you know, parking meters to get in and talk with a cast member they may just loop you reroute you back around which then is just kind of a waste of time and more figuring out where to go on the Disney highways. Now, your third option for getting to Hollywood Studios is going to be the Skyliner. So if you are staying at a Disney resort on the Skyliner, Art of Animation, Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, Riviera, um, you have that option of riding the Skyliner in. And actually, I lied. There are not three options. There's a fourth option, which is really the best that I'll get to in just a second. 
But if you were on the Skyliner route, that is also listed as running 60 minutes before park opening time, including that early entry, but could be, you know, 90 minutes, they could go ahead and get it running. So about that, you know, seven o'clock, 730 mark, you're likely to see that going. Now, I will say this with the Skyliner, especially if you're on kind of the end of the line, which that's Art of Animation and Pop Century, that's the people who have the furthest to go. Um, on the Skyliner route. That line can get crazy. So just so you know, if you're staying at Art of Animation, the line actually forms on the Pop Century side of the lake. So you will have to like, if, if the line's really long, like walk into Pop Century property to get in line. It does move rather quickly because for the most part, the Skyliner does not stop. Um, but just know early morning, it can the line can get pretty hefty. Don't let it horribly deter you. But if you're wanting to be one of the first people there, you definitely want to get to that line quickly. Now, the fourth option of getting to Hollywood Studios is walking. So while there are no resort hotels like right there by Hollywood Studios, the ones that are near Epcot, you can, there's a walking path, 15, 20 minute walk, you can walk over to Hollywood Studios. So these are your beach club, yacht club, boardwalk, swan, dolphin, that kind of area hotel. If you want to do the walk and like you're serious about getting there first, in my opinion, that's your best option because you're not waiting on transportation to start. You just get up and mosey your way on over um, and can be some of the first at those turnstiles. But those are all of your options to getting to Hollywood Studios. Obviously, if you're not staying at a Disney hotel, you're probably driving or Ubering or taking a shuttle, but you're just kind of 30 minutes behind the game. And we'll talk about how you might want to approach the parks if that's you. Okay, so you get to Hollywood Studios, you are waiting there behind the turnstiles for them to let you in for that early entry time frame. Um, Here is a tip with Hollywood Studios. Not always, but Galaxy's Edge has a reputation for getting up and running even before early entry. So likely if early entry is 830 at Hollywood Studios, they're going to let you through the turnstiles, scan your tickets, all of that stuff before 830, um, just so they can get things, you know, moving and shaking. A lot of times you might see this 30 minutes before that. Um, Don't hold me to that. That's no written Disney policy. You don't need to be angry at someone if it doesn't happen. Um, But it is pretty common. So Going to Galaxy's Edge is a total gamble for your day. All right. They can be known, like I said, to get Rise of the Resistance or Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Those are the two rides over there up and running a little more quickly because they know they're very popular. If I'm going that way, I'm getting on Rise of the Resistance. Okay. Smugglers Run normally doesn't have a crazy weight. It's going to be a lot less than Rise of the Resistance throughout the day. And Smugglers Run also has a single rider line that you can utilize if you really want to, you know, lessen your wait time with rise of the resistance i've been in that line first thing in the morning and i have waited and i've waited quite a while only for it to shut down and not work first thing in the morning and then your rope drop early entry time 
is basically wasted. Um, depending on how far into the line you got, you could get a lightning lane to come back, but I'd say you'd have to be pretty well into it if you're still in the line queue. Not going to happen. It's just too bad, too sad. So that is one that is definitely a big gamble. Now, if you've never been on Rise of the Resistance and you have Star Wars fans and that's a make or break it for, you know, your people and you're really not trying to buy that individual lightning lane, you absolutely go for it first thing. I tell all of my clients, if Rise of the Resistance is important, you got to put it early on the docket. Okay, you need to buy that individual lightning lane as early as you can get it or you just need to go stand in line as early as you can because the ride just has so many like trigger points that can make it shut down. It happens multiple times a day. So if it's important, I would say gamble it and go for it, but it could, you know, ruin your whole time. Now, Hollywood Studios is a park that there are lots of places that are good to go first thing. But realistically, you know, if you're kind of first on the rope, you could maybe knock out two of these in early entry if you're really, really first. Um, But If not, you know, you're going to have to give and take and choose. So Rise of the Resistance is a big one. Another huge one for rope dropping is Slinky Dog. And that line gets long really fast. It is not uncommon for by the time the park is open to all guests 30 minutes later, that wait time to already be 45 minutes to an hour. So that can be a great one to run and get on first thing. Other rides that are popular for rope dropping, but I'd say not as crucial, are going to be to come into the park and go right and hit Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster, or to go straight ahead to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Again, I think it just depends on what's important to your party. Now, with all five of those possible rope drop rides that I just mentioned, they're popular. And Hollywood Studios doesn't have a ton of rides and a ton of places that eat people, um, especially if you're there during a busy time. So that's another reason that... This park is one that I really suggest getting Genie Plus for. Y'all have been there with a large group and we did not have Genie Plus and it was awful. And I straight up said never again as we were waiting over an hour for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in the middle of the day. Okay, if you can swing it, I say do it. But that definitely plays into your rope dropping strategy because you're going to make that first Genie Plus selection at 7 a.m. long before Hollywood Studios ever opens. So whatever you can get as your first Genie Plus selection, you can rope drop something else. Now, this is another reason that Rise of the Resistance is way up high on the list is because it's not a regular Genie Plus selection. It's only a paid individual lightning lane. So unless you're going to pay depending on the day to ride Rise of the Resistance. Your only other option is that standby line. So that's why I say if it's important, I'd probably take the gamble. But if it's not, try to get a Genie Plus for Slinky Dog, and then maybe you'll get lucky, run over Ride Tower of Terror, and get on Rock and Roller Coaster before other people come in, if those are important to you. Um, Things I would not rope drop or hit early on, be mindful 
handful of your shows. So you have Beauty and the Beast, you have the Frozen sing-along, you have Indiana Jones. Those things are not opening, you know, normally the first show is not as soon as the park opens. So just make sure before you put those on your docket, you know their start times. Um, Character meet and greets, though, could be a great second option, maybe after you hopped on a ride first thing. Because again, because there's not a ton of attractions at Hollywood Studios, meeting Mickey and Minnie, meeting Olaf, those lines can get, you know, crazy long as well. So they can be something good to keep, you know, in your mind to maybe get in earlier rather than later. But Hollywood Studios is definitely one I say have some kind of strategy for. Otherwise, on a busy day, you can find yourself waiting an hour plus lines um, for multiple rides. And that's really not fun for anyone. Now, let's talk about what I would do if I were 30 minutes kind of behind coming in as a non-Disney resort guest. If Star Wars is important, that line may already be crazy long for Rise of the Resistance, but if I'm not wanting to pay, I'm going to go ahead and get in it. I talked about in other episodes, the people are happier waiting in the line first thing for my family than when they're hot and sweaty and exhausted in the middle of the day. So go ahead and get that wait over with. If that's not super important or if buying the individual lightning lane is an option, I would probably come in and go right. I would hit Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coast you may still have some weight, but it's not going to be anything like Slinky Dog. Okay. And a lot of that you have to think Slinky Dog is something that a wide majority of guests can ride. Um, there is a height requirement on it, but it's pretty short. Whereas Tower and Rockin', you're limiting the number of guests that can do it. Therefore, you're limiting the number of people, hopefully, who have run there first thing. So that would probably be my option to go try and knock out one of those. And then, you know, just suck it up for some other things later in the day or get Genie Plus and try to snag one of those then. But I hope these tips helped you out for your Hollywood Studios day. Um, Again, you don't need to just do what I say. Look at what's important to your family. If there is like that make or break ride that they must go on, go there first okay even if it's alien swirling saucer and that's an awful idea because the wait is you know non-existent and not that long during the day but you know what you know what your people need so prioritize that so you can always make sure that most important thing gets done for your travel party but friends I thank you so much for listening if you've been enjoying the podcast please go leave a rating or review it makes it easier for others to find us and if you are planning your own Disney Universal Cruise Line vacation I would love to help you with that at no cost to you you can reach out to me at Danielle Robbins at fantasticalvacations.com that and all my socials are in the show notes. You can find the spelling, Danielle 1L, Robin's 2Bs, but I would love to help you with planning and start chatting about that. Thank you so very much for listening and hope you all have a magical day. Bye-bye.